Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous Friday morning. And praise God, He gave us another day to serve Him and to start our day off right. And I uh, hope everybody's excited. Uh, it's uh, finally the weekend. But then again, there are a lot of people still have to work Saturdays anyway and Sundays. And so it may not mean much to you. But uh, a lot of other people out there uh, are ex usually excited. It's the weekend and payday for a lot of people. And so they get excited about that. But um, Mondays are kind of usually like my Saturday because uh, we usually have a lot going on. Uh, studying or events and things we're doing on the weekends at church Sunday so Monday's more like my Saturday but uh, but nonetheless hope everybody has a good day oh we got watching this morning here we got uh, Rusty Poss, Allie Hale, Tracy Little, uh, Kelly Jeanette Swift, Brandy Young, Darlene Barker all right so got some wonderful people watching and tuning in appreciate your all support in this ministry all right, well, let's go ahead and do our Pledge of Allegiance this morning. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise God for that uh, very wonderful pledge we get to say each morning and uh, we do live in the greatest country in the world. And of course, the elitists out there and the progressives, they don't like uh, us saying that we are the greatest country. It hurts their feelings. So, but in uh, nonetheless, we do live in a great country. I tell you, it's uh, mind-blowing when you watch the news sometimes. AOC was having to showboat and get also over dramatic because we dare to show support to Israel and the Iron Dome and uh, she's up there crying and you know, of course, you got to remember this is a, the same idiot that was uh, in a parking lot, empty parking lot at a fence getting a photo opportunity like she was seeing children in cages that were non-existent. And uh, it's just mind-blowing, guys. It really is. You know, it's just uh, our world has gone mad. It really has. And uh, we just want to just hang in there, take it a day at a time, just keep on keeping on. That's all we can do. It's just, uh, you know, I was flipping through... Um, get rid of uh, Dish Network because it just costs us so much and I don't like the cable that's available uh, in our area so we use uh, the Amazon Fire Stick. Of course we get everything and anything we've got before with YouTube TV and uh, all the different apps and such and uh, one thing that really nauseated me uh, is uh, what was the name of the movie? Was it Jamie or something like that? It's supposed to be based on a true story by some boy who uh, uh, wants to be a drag queen and I'm just like this is just repulsive I mean I can't believe people waste time and money and energy on something stupid you know I, I just saw that the ad come up I like this is just disgusting and uh, then I see an article on Google uh, where a woman is trying to help her son uh, who is five years old mind you who is uh, transgender and trying to help him through the process a, f a five-year-old don't know what a transgender is that's a parent pushing that on that kid i mean that should be considered child abuse i mean come on guys i mean there's there's a lot of girls were tomboys uh who were you know uh, are not gay in any way and uh even if a lot of i've read articles where a lot of who even thought may questioned it when they hit uh, puberty they they knew real quick that they they was not you know and you know there may be boys who played with dolls as babies but uh, uh you know realized that they did indeed 
like the opposite sex. But for parents to push this garbage on their children, a five-year-old don't know what they want. You tell if I, you know, you tell them that this is how that's why a man needs to be in their lives and say this is how a young man acts. That's why the same-sex parent for a female this is how women are to be, and we we raise our kids in godly standards and morals. But because of the lack of that morality, that's why we're seeing all this perversion going rampant. So it's just sickening, man. It's just it's really sick. So. Uh, Good morning to uh, Jennifer Honeycutt, Amy Oaks Turner, and uh, Rusty says, it blows my mind how dumb so mean people can be. I agree, Rusty. I mean, just think, there's people so dumb out there that they support Georgia football. <laughs> I just mean, wasn't it, Rusty? That was just mean for me to say that, but I got to get my digs in when I can. See, that's, that's the bad thing. When the man's got the microphone, that's when you get to have fun and torment people. So, I... Uh, <laughs> I'd love to, love to torment Rust. He's a dear brother in Christ. Thank the world of him. He truly loves the Lord. Uh, he leads uh, Heaven Saints Motorcycle Group, and they do a lot of good things. So if you ride, you might want to get with Rusty, and uh, he uh, he loves the Lord, and uh, he's really out there trying to spread the gospel as well. So I thank the world of him. I just like to tease and give him a hard time. All right, let's see here. Let's look at our Bible verse this morning in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 26. Uh, give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Now, I like, you know, as you all know, I like to study the English Standard Version. So it's just worded just a hair different. It doesn't change the, the context or the meaning. It says, ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. The reason why I like English Standard Version, it is probably the most accurate translation out there. Uh, it is, uh, that's why I like it. It is, uh, uh, it, the only other ones that I would recommend besides English Standard Version, of course everybody likes King James and that's fine. I mean, I, I have no problem with King James. I'll just be honest with you, you just, you just get tongue-tied after a while. In fact, I think sometimes it's, it's hard, from at least me, it almost loses um, the intent of the passage sometimes because of all the theeth and the thou with you kind of like, wait, what? You know, you're reading it again. So it's hard I, for me, you know, when I'm doing a study, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm more concentrating on trying to pronounce what's said than what the scripture's meaning is. English Standard, English Standard Version is probably the best. Uh, New Living Translation is really good. Uh, but it's, and then, but because it, I like the New Living Translation. That's what we give out to our, you know, those who get baptized. Uh, but, um, you know, and it talks more in our everyday language. Uh, and then, um, I mean, I'm not, it almost borders on the paraphrase, I guess I should say. I guess that's where I'm heading at. But uh, but it's a good starter Bible, it really is. Uh, NIV, I'm not real wild about. I mean, you're not less of a Christian if you carry NIV. It's just that when I was doing my studies, particularly when I was taking, I took two years of Greek in Bible college, and when you have the comparison with the Greek with the NIV, there's some discrepancies there that ain't real, real, real wild about. And so I don't, I'm not a big fan of NIV. But uh, but I, that's why I like English Standard Version. It's it's about the most accurate you can get. But you stick with whatever makes you comfortable. What works for me? Uh, may you know, if you grew up with a lot of people grew up with King James. That's what they're used to. today. no problem. You know, uh, New King James Version. I studied at it for a long time. But uh, nothing wrong with it. But I just like uh, I like the English Standard Version. So anyway, uh, just a little little food for thought to throw out there so when look at this verse here and of course you always see me looking you know i don't know if you can see no you probably can't see my monitor but anyway i have a monitor right here so when i'm over here looking and pointing at something i have this slide up that we just read in proverbs here so you don't think i'm a lunatic 
<laughs> looking off into the distance here. I have my monitor right here to um, read today's passage. But anyway, uh, you know, we look at this. Uh, give careful thought to the paths for your feet. You know, when um, uh, the Christian walk, obviously, is not an easy one. It is hard. It is tough. And just like, uh, you know, in our physical walking, you're going to pay attention to where you're going, at least you should. If you, uh, you know, you've probably seen those videos where people are so focused in on their phones, they're not paying attention to what's around them. And I've seen, I still don't really, I, sometimes I still think it's put on, but maybe not. You know, would you uh, see somebody walking into a uh, water fountain, falling into the water, or, or like in uh, a lot of the big cities, uh, particularly in New York places, they have those, um, uh, their basements and stuff, you know, on the walkway, they have those metal plates along the, the sidewalk and of course they open those up so they get down to their basements in these businesses and you see people not paying attention walking down and falling down into those holes and uh, hurting themselves and you know you see all that crazy stuff when you're not paying attention to where you're walking then you're going to get yourself hurt you know i mean particularly like when i was in the boy scouts and such we go hiking up in appalachian mountains and and uh, appalachian trail rather and um, if you really weren't paying attention to what you were doing it's man in little stumps sticking up out of the ground and roots and stuff it was it really easy to trip fall and kill your stupid self so uh, i don't have any times you know i'd be walking and about get myself hurt and uh, so you have got to really pay attention to what you're doing well that's the way our christian walk is we have to really pay attention to where we're headed and what we're doing you know i think it goes back to that narrow path is the way and broad is the path of destruction it's easy to go the way the world is going that's a you know it, it, that's that the devil makes that easy but it's that narrow way and the only way we can really pay attention to where we're going is staying in god's word we've got to stay in god's word we've got to stay in prayer so their eyes will be open and we can keep watch of where what direction we're going in we have to pray for that discernment we have to pray for that leading the spirit to make sure we're heading on the we're staying on the right track and on the right path because the devil can make things you know seem so uh, you know, remember, the Satan can appear as an angel of light. And so he can make things appear so good. And then when you get in the midst of something, you're like, oh, crap, what did I just do? You know, and you've messed up big time. It's easy to do. And that's why I have to pray for that discernment. And, you know, that's why I tell people, I always invite people out to our church, but you got to go where you feel led, you know, and, and where you're growing, where you're learning. And a lot of times people can go to a church, they, they get a dynamic feeling but they're not learning anything. They're not getting any, any real meat out of it. Or they're, or it's an apostate who's preaching uh, falsehoods up there from the pulpit. So you have, you have to have that discernment. You know, back when, uh, you know, when I was in the dating world over uh, 20-some years ago, uh, or 30-some years ago, who knows. But anyway, uh, I'm old. Uh, but it is, uh, I remember girls would invite me to their churches, and I hated it. Man, I hated that. Because... It's not that I, again, not that I thought my church was superior in any way, but, you know, you're, you just know what you're used to. And it's just, it's just awkward and uncomfortable. It's like when they invite you to a family get-together. You don't know anybody there, and you're like, oh, what, how can I get out of here, you know? So, you know, they're always, you know, and even then, uh, with no training in seminary or nothing like that, or and had no desire at that time to be a pastor in any way, but there would still be times when the people would be speaking, I guess where I just grew up in the church, and I'd be like, that ain't something's not right here this is this is wrong and i'd go you know tell my dad and he'd be like no my gosh he said that you know he, he said talk about you know but that was just the spirit inside me uh given that discernment that hey this is this is not jiggy man and all the only time i ever got really freaked out uh this i uh, went out with this girl one time she me this church in kingsport and uh, uh i think i don't know if it's a pentecostal church or what but i can't remember now but 
man, it freaked me out. I mean, I, I never saw it like that before. The church barely got started, the service barely got started, and all of a sudden they started screaming and running up and down the aisles and just acting crazy, man. It freaked me out. I was like, oh my gosh, what's going on, you know? And I mean, they, I mean, literally just taking off running up and down the aisles. I never saw anything like that before. And I was like, holy cow. And, um, and, and you know, God is not a God of chaos. He's not a, you know, he doesn't he want to act crazy. I mean, it's just insane. And, and I, it freaked me out so bad. I remember going, oh my gosh, I just remember, man, my mom needed me back at home. I talked off out of there, never saw that girl again. <laughs> so that freaked me out, man. That was just craziness. But, um, you know, and well, I could go on. But anyway, the point is, we need to be seeking out God's will for our life so that we can stay on the right track. A couple of verses here uh, that I like to read. The Apostle James warns against making plans without considering the Lord's will. He writes in James 4, 14-16, You do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Ephesians 5, 15-16 affirms Solomon's advice by telling us, Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Psalm 1-1 characterizes as blessed or happy the person who refuses to walk in the ways of sinners. Solomon assures his son that a well-pondered path establishes a secure, establishes a secure direction for life. So, you know, that's why we need to uh, uh, make sure that we're doing our due diligence and seeking out the Lord each and every day. Uh, we aren't here but just for a little while. We are but just a mist. I mean, here I am. I'll be 49 in December. And, uh, you know, there's people a lot older than me. And, uh, and you know, they may laugh when I, and I say I'm getting old. But, you know, truth of the matter is I am getting older. And to someone my daughter's age who's 17, I do look like an old man. You know, I'm fat, and my hair is getting white, and uh, my beard, and not so much of my hair, uh, a little bit, but more of my beard. But um, it just amazes me how fast time goes by. I mean, here my daughter's going to graduate high school, and I just feel like it's, you know, it's kind of weird. It's, uh, in one sense, it almost feels like I just graduated, like I haven't been out that long. But then in another sense, that was a whole other lifetime ago. It's just, it's just a weird, odd feeling. But it, nevertheless, it just to know that I've been out of high school 30 years, it just it just don't seem possible that much time could go by that quick and, and how fast. And so we need to make best use of what time that we have on this earth. You know, there is um, God's perfect will and there's God's permissive will. You know, uh, ultimately, we want to seek out God's perfect will for our life. Now, he may allow certain events to transpire in our life that he permits, but it may not be what he what his perfect will is that's because God is sovereign over all things he gives us free will to make those decisions and so God is in control just like you know I told you the other day there's no shock or surprise that we have an idiot in the White House there's a reason why God wanted this to go about and maybe it's part of his plan uh, as part of as I cannot talk this morning as as his plan for in times or last day events is maybe one step in that direction is why he's allowing that to happen we don't know you know we may not ever know on this side of heaven but we've got to seek out God's will now there's you know people have asked me throughout time 
what, uh, how do you know something's God's will? Well, this ain't written a stone, but it's something my dad always told me. He said, three ways to know something's God's will. Does it stay in your mind? Is it biblical? And do you have a peace about it? You know, if you have one or not the other two, that might be a, a sign. You may have two, but not the three. Then, you know, again, that kind of goes back and forth. You know, particularly, you know, our heart wants, you know, I always hated that, that, that saying so many people say, you can't help what the heart wants. Well, that's a bunch of bull because the heart is wicked, desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what God's word tells us. If you're following your heart, you're going to screw up. And I have, trust me, in dealing with relationships of the past and, uh, you know, or making decisions, you know, sometimes it's easy to get on a roll of making one bad decision after another, you know, and uh, which I know I've been known to do. But listen to my idiot worldly friends. He said, what does your heart say? Well, you know, your heart, again, is going to screw you up. But instead, if I had godly counsel, what is God trying to tell you to do? What is, where is God leading you? Because in our hearts, we may desire something and think that's what we want. But it's not in accordance with what God's word is saying or what God's will is. See, we have a, a spiritual battle within our minds of what we want versus what God wants for us. And we, we're like uh, the uh, kid grabbing at the first shiny thing out there just like on Andy Griffith uh, the um, I don't know if I'm sure y'all have seen the episode where Opie is uh, uh, talking to this uh, bum and of course you know, as the guy that played uh, Jed Clampett uh, I can't remember his real name he's playing the bum on Andy Griffith and uh, he told Andy, he said, well, won't you let the boy make his own decisions? He said, it don't work that way. He said, a youngin will reach for the first shiny uh, thing that he sees out there. No, he said, we've got to lead, put him on the right path. Of course, I'm paraphrasing the exact wording Andy used, but you get my point. He's saying that we need to help make those decisions for them and put them on the right path and show them the right way. You know, unlike the idiot woman I was reading about who was telling her five-year-old it's okay to be transgender she should be guiding him and showing the right way well we can't always go with what we think is best because we think well that's wonderful and that seems so good on the surface but god's saying no that's you need to wait you know just like i told you the time when i uh, was wanting this job at tulsa dental which i thought oh, that was a nightmare but anyway my friends told me how great it was and how much money they made and i applied never got any response well i thought i'd be cute and uh i put on a suit or not a suit but i put on a tie and uh went over there one day and said i'm here for an interview well they never called me for an interview i just showed them said i'm here for an interview and uh they said who'd you talk to i said i can't remember the woman's name oh she said oh i bet it's so and so and took me back here the woman interviewed me and i got the job see i didn't pray about it i just i thought i knew what i wanted because my friends were talking about how great it was and uh, i got the job all right but it was hell on earth it was horrible that's the only place I ever worked at where they locked you in. That's not a lie. They, when you parked your car in there, when the shift started, they locked the gate, and then they didn't unlock it till you your shift was over. Never worked at a place like that before. That was that was weird, but uh, but it just proves that when you get ahead of God, then you're going to mess up. So you know sometimes God. You say, well, I've been praying and God's not answering me. Maybe God's telling you no, or maybe God's telling you to wait. You know, that's why we have to be diligently, and that's part of our walk so that we don't fall in those pitfalls, fall in the water fountains of life, and screw up. That's the only way we can keep our eyes on the right path. Now, this is from the book The Journey by, by Billy Graham, 
and I'll read this quickly here. Uh, this is, uh, he's talking about uh, six steps to finding God's will. Uh, and again, this is the book, The Journey. This is not uh, uh, my own writings, but uh, from Billy Graham. It says, first commit your decision to God, make it a matter of regular prayer, asking God to guide you and make his will known to you. Second, read the scriptures. Does the Bible give any direct guidance about the decision you're facing? Uh, does any principle, I'm sorry guys, I don't know what's me today. Does any principle in the Bible apply to your situation? Uh, face similar decisions, things like that. Third, understand your circumstances. God isn't only working in us, he also is working around us. Often God guides us through our circumstances. Fourth, seek godly advice. God has given some people a special gift of wisdom, and when we face a decision, it's awful helpful to seek their counsel. Fifth, trust the Holy Spirit's guidance. When we honestly seek His will, God often gives us an inner conviction or prompting to confirm which way He wants us to go. And finally, trust for the trust God for the outcome. Once God leads you to make a decision, don't draw back. Instead, trust his leading and believe he goes before you, for he does. The Bible says, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. So hopefully that will give you uh, uh, some idea and uh, help you if you're facing some decisions and trying to seek God's will for your life. And that could be in relationships, job-related, finances, whatever it may be. And see, and so that's why we need to really seek out the Lord so that we keep our eyes on the right path and don't stumble and screw up big time like I have done many times in my life. So let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for this teaching and your good word. Lord, help us to have that discernment, that sensitive leading the Spirit. Help us to seek your will out daily. Help us to keep an eye on our spiritual steps so we can avoid the pitfall and snares the devil lays before us. Lord, for anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, I just want to give a special prayer out for Wendy Lee. That you uh, could uh, give a miraculous healing upon her. Be, give encouragement and strength and faith and peace to her and her family. Uh, Lord, pray that you be with Evelyn Smith and she continue to bring healing upon her and Kim Penix and Ginger Hood. Lord, please be with all those watching this morning. That you watch over protect them. Have a good and blessed day and a wonderful and safe weekend. Lord, I just pray that uh, you will uh, help us all to be a light in this world of darkness. We thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I apologize for my inability to talk and read this morning, so I don't know why I'm getting so tongue-tied or what's going on. But uh, anyway, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. Don't forget that Sunday morning, 1045 a.m., 118 Julie Lane, Fountain of Life Bible Church, Dr. V. Kim being leading the morning message, and then Lord willing, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, I'll be doing that message. I don't know what I'm talking on yet. I'm still trying to pray on what book of the bible or what topic to go with next so if you got any suggestions let me know so i hope everybody has a great day today a fantabulous day and remember live each day as if it were your last because one day it will be thanks for watching and god bless